one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your favorite cat, Eric Extraordinaire, and it's time for another episode of the Yoko Masaki Show, or podcast. Still, the name is a little bit weird about that. Uh, today, uh, as you guys haven't known about today, I, I said today we were going to do a little test run for the episode. So this is technically not even episode one. This is episode 1.1, 0.1, if anything. Because today I... Um, I wanted to, uh, we do have a few topics today, a few topics will be discussed today on this podcast, but I wanted this more to be still an introduction on the show. Now, if you already haven't heard from the last episode or the preview prologue of the last podcast, I have mentioned before of what the basis of the show is going to be, and I also have mentioned to you many times, uh, or mentioned in the uh, uh, podcast, the last podcast episode, of what the status of the show is going to be and the mistakes I've made with the show uh, whether it was um, working by myself or doing uh, with someone else that turned out to not be somewhat of a trustworthy person and then there was the uh, basis of me doing uh, a podcast uh, in a whole different terrain and it took me a long while along with years and months and months of knowing what to do and learning from other people. Um, you've seen probably in my Instagram also, I posted about many of the people who inspired me to get back into doing this because, uh, let's face it, YouTube has been changing a lot and it's not been doing well for me, which is why I apologize for many of my YouTube fans who haven't seen a lot of material from me lately because it's not always easy to plot out a video or a uh, even a, a video on YouTube and it's hard enough to work with other people in that case of it. So when it comes to doing this uh, podcast, the second thing I know I needed to change is uh, I needed to bring somebody in with me who's more trustworthy. And this person that is on the show with me tonight is someone who I have the utmost trust and respect with. He's been a friend of mine for more than five, six years. I think it's been five, six years we've been friends. Uh, uh, this guy's had my back for a long time. I've gone through a lot of dark, dark moments, and he's pulled me out of them. There are still moments and times where he still has to pull me out of it, whether it's twisting my arm. Um, many of you who've gone to many of the conventions in the East Coast, my probably seen his amazing cosplay himself and his LED work. He's done photography himself. Uh, uh, this guy has been uh, really been he's really one of my most really talented friend of mine that uh, I could go on about how much about it I I will consider him my light-skinned brother because he uh, like I said he's got me through a lot of stuff about it and no matter what has changed about it him uh, along with only a few other people I've trusted in this case of it but they've been so but those other people have been trustworthy trustworthy it's just they've been super busy and um today is the 16th of march 2017 and by the time this episode is up i know i have a few of those trustworthy friends i've mentioned before who have uh well they're probably out right now going to goth night in bowling green unfortunately i won't be there so i want to give a personal shout out to all of my i nation friends but enough about that Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend Mark Altimus. Hey, how's it going? Uh, so, Mark, <laughs> if you don't mind, just give him a little 
a small synopsis of who you are in some cases, so that way they'll they'll get to know you better since you will be my co-host in this uh, future endeavor of a podcast. Awesome. awesome, awesome. Thank you. Well, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, I do like a crap ton of things in the nerd realm, in the nerd realm and the geek realm and things like that. Um, I love making props. I've been going to conventions for well over, eh, it's been almost about 10 years so i've been going to a whole bunch of conventions here and there and everywhere uh i'm super extrovert you know if people who don't know me i basically will talk your ear off if you let me just ask anybody who knows me (laughs) i love to chat chat everybody's ears off when i when i run around and get find something that i'm really excited about but yeah i love making props i love uh working with leds lighting things up things of that nature got several projects in the works right now and if you'll go to ColossusCon you'll be able to see one of them. Uh, it's Undyne Spear. I'm making a clear plastic light up version of it. It's going to be lighting up blue. It's going to look really cool. Um, but I've been a gamer since I've been in diapers. My parents would, you know, they had the first system, still have an Atari 2600 that works and ultimately that's where my nerd comes from is going to be gaming. That's uh, my biggest and most, my, my deepest history, I should say, about me is gaming. <clears throat> and since, with Nintendo, since they've essentially started. And, yeah, gaming is, is one of my, my favorite things to do and one of my hobbies that I love to do in between all the busyness and all the working and things, too. So, yeah. That's about, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got a lot of facets, but you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it on the case of it. Um, I believe uh, within those five to six years we've known each other, uh, the first time I've, I met Mark, uh, he was working uh, one of his cosplays. Um, I believe um, the first time I met him, he had worked on his very own uh, version of a dead mouse head. For those who know about dead mouse and his very famous prosthetic heads that he's worn to display, some with LED and some that are very uh, unique of their say of it. In fact, I actually know one of the designers who uh, worked with one of Dead Mouse's, Joel's real works. Uh, he's one of my, he's one of good friends of mine. Um, but the first time I met Mark of it was, he had a, a real working one, built-in speakers, radios, lights, LEDs, the whole thing. So, when Mark says he's he loves his props, trust me, he, he puts a lot of indenture into it. And he's come a long way from some of the uh, rough-looking parts to some of the good, better work that he's worked on. Um, the second that cosplay, one was actually the first the first endeavor that I had into LEDs was that mouse head. That mouse head was yeah, I figured yeah. it was your first first uh, project. Which, that was my first foray into electronics and. Yeah messing around with him and LEDifying it. Yeah. I got inspired by one of the, the videos that he had online on YouTube that he actually had the, the mouse head that made the eyes light up with the music, you know, with the beat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I I want to make that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you've come a long way from that now. And um, oh, yeah. from uh, to even doing simpler stuff, you know, uh, you probably, for the couple years at ColossaCon, you probably seen him and his amazing cosplay of Dr. Horrible uh, from the uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. 
Uh, he also has uh, done a very uh, humorous endeavor of the famous Lonely Island's Dick in the Box, <laughs> which has been pretty much a, a, a good hit still. The most memorable moment I remember of that cosplay was, I believe, three years ago at uh, OhioCon, I believe it was, three or four years ago. It was a bigger hit than I ever than I expected it to be. Um, you and me both. Yeah, it came to the point Every, where... Everybody had at least one reaction. Yes, every, yeah, was, one reaction to it. Whether it was laughter or whether it was a delay between the two. Yeah, yeah, to, get, to understand the joke of it. It was a, a very different dick in the box, per se, if you will. Um, but yeah, this the aside from his... His talent at working on that case. He's even helped me up sometimes. Many few people may be familiar with my my uh, newest cosplay, which, as of this moment, unfortunately, it's in retirement as of right now, uh, due to uh, some tears in the fabric and such. Um, but uh, some of the props that was made for that costume was done by this gentleman. So I, I definitely, you definitely can see why you know I've kept in touch with him aside from his aesthetic of his abilities comparing my own. In fact, he was one of the many people who also had dabbled into photography before I decided to make a commitment of my career within it. Um, I would see pictures of his uh, stuff in deviant art from his trips from other countries and and even from his backyard of photography that he did for a while before he would pass along to something else in his talent. So... Uh, I tend to bounce. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, but still, I mean, it, you were you were still you were still a footnote into me deciding to do photography because I started doing scenery stuff earlier on too before it got straight to modeling and uh, cosplay work. Yeah. So, trust me, a lot of people are still telling me now. You know, you should go back to that. I'm like, I I do. I I want to find that. It's just. Sometimes it's hard to look for a good scenery to shoot of that case of it. Yeah, and it's yeah sometimes good composition depends is, on the... is sometimes hard, especially if you want to keep a lot of the man-made things out. Yes, yes, and like, uh, like when I first went to Cleveland, for um, I went to Cleveland when I went with um, a couple of friends to Wizard World in Columbus. Uh, I take I had taken the bus to the RTA station downtown. I never have been there. I never knew about this building. I never knew about the bus station. I stayed there and slept for a few hours. But the area during the night in the rain was just something copacetic about it. So I had to record and uh, take pictures of that whole area. And I just pretty much spent my hours taking pictures around the whole area before I posted them up all the way till the daytime. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I, you know, it, it has to grow into me to get that feel. The same can be said when it comes to my uh, other photography. So, uh, when it comes to even the concepts works that I do in my photography, it's that same same point. So, just... It usually just takes a little bit of time to get, get back into it. And oh, yeah, yeah. find the right area that you want to go into. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and I, that's one of the biggest things is that I still don't think myself as is all that great, and it's like I've been working at this for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. The same with me. That's why I was like, I've gotten now to a niche of it where people uh, trust me. I could go on stories about my photography, but we'll save that for another episode because I can go on about it. And this this gentleman and Mark knows about it as well. But 
for people out there at home listening probably don't know about it but trust me uh, it, it's it's there uh, a lot of people have stated uh, or have not known about the fact that oh it's it's out there I, I he he don't know how popular he, he is and believe yeah, me I can so, get some good publications recently yeah exactly uh, and I will get to that in a little bit so uh, probably we'll get to that for the announcements within the show um, but uh, one of the topics I, I will talk about is the fact that this is, um, I think this will be our seventh or eighth time that we'll be running to each other at Colossicon this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, for those out there who don't know, familiar with Colossicon, it is a convention that is in the Sandusky area of Ohio. It's not that far from the, from the famous Cedar Point theme park. Uh, it is located at the Kalahari Resorts and Waterfall uh, and Resorts and uh, water park, water indoor water park, and that's what it's mostly popular for. Um, I actually two day two or three days ago, one of the locations I believe in there's one in Pittsburgh that got popular because of it, and they were saying that the, their Pittsburgh location and their Sandusky location are the highest paid and visited locations in the world. Well, they're also trying to advertise. Uh Colossicon East, I believe, in the Pittsburgh location. Which is makes sense because they're at the same location. Starting, same to, starting to get the, the popularity in it. Yeah, I did yeah. want to check that out, but I haven't had a chance to. Yeah, and I'm considering the same way too, um, Colossicon East on that. Um, I'm only hoping that it won't overshadow our Colossicon. Oh, it won't. Yeah, cause just, based on, just based on how much parking there wasn't, like we're talking about a giant water park with literally parking all the way around. Yeah, it was packed. Yeah, they literally had to park in the grass. Yeah, I, and I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed at that because they haven't really expanded. No, because we've been there since they had. Uh, it was before the recent add-on. Yeah, and it was before that when they had the the actual uh, those set up, basically those. Uh, was it was like a dance floor type thing? Yeah, that they had set up past the doors. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when it was tiny. Yeah, and it was nice. And I, at, at this point in my life, I actually do appreciate and like the smaller conventions a lot better. Oh yeah, because there's room to park. There's room to you know hang out. You can actually talk to people. You know, and it's it's a lot more personable. I believe. And honestly, so I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed in the way that it's gone where they haven't set a cap yet because mm. it's literally overfilled. I kind of am dreading to see what the parking lot's going to look like this year. Yeah, I I'm after the success of I saw how it was last year. That too, because on my end of it, it it's based on who the company, the company who comes in there, and yeah. like I said to many people before, I'm like we had two people. Nobody even knew about two cosplayers, well-known, who came to this con, and I kn and nobody even knew that they were there. And uh, there was Stella Chu, and my friend Zombie Bit Me, who both will be will be attending at this year's Colossal. I have already I known they that. advertised that. And while, Zo while Zombie Bit Me is known in some cases to in the Ontario area, it wasn't until she knew about the water park of the indoor area. Um, but... Uh, but she and Stella had known about the indoor water park, and that was what sealed the deal. And then next thing you know, Bindi Smalls came. Uh, Ireland Red was there, I believe. Um, 
there are several others who are planning on coming too. One of my good, uh, a cosplayer named Awakened is she will be attending. Um, I'm hearing word that a couple others are coming. But the biggest news for those out there who have not known yet, there is a small. I can give a small confirmation. I gave this out to a few of my friends, but I can give a small confirmation that the great Jessica Negri has been noting that she will be attending Kalasakan. Um, she gave a small hint on that on her Twitter. Uh, and and I think it was on the, confirmed on the Kalasakan yeah, page too. Yeah, well she's well literally on the tweet it says uh Kalasakan going to Kalasakan means bikini con. I have to tone up before the summer. And literally she posted a GIF of Pikachu uh, bench uh, you know, pressing weights from the classic Pokemon series. The moment I saw that, I started pale, turning pale. And, but it was a good thing. So, and for you people see that at home, the last time I saw Miss Negri was at New York Comic Con. And I agree completely with you, Mark, on that. Because that is exactly one of the reasons why Colossacon will forever be the number one con for me in the case of it. More socialization, less rush hour. Right. Because you literally have no places to, to go. Yes. And there's and not there's... much you can... And there's a lot you can do at Colossacon compared to New York Comic Con. I went to New York Comic Con for two days. Didn't get to all... Exp- While it was still amazing, there was still so much I wasn't able to experience. For, for example, uh, a lot of you people out there at home know that one of my favorite YouTubers is um, Andre Meadows of the YouTube comedy uh, channel Black Nerd Comedy. He's one of my favorite YouTubers ever. He knows about the nostalgic at the time. I'm pretty sure he's around my age. Uh, he and I, we talk about the same nostalgic things. For example, when I mentioned him in one of my earlier YouTube videos, <coughs> I mentioned about a cartoon called Silverhawks. Not many people know about that cartoon. Oh, that's that's old, man. Yeah, that's old. <laughs> he's told. He mentioned to me. He commented on my Twitter on my page, telling me he used to own a notebook of Silverhawks. That right there, oh, ladies wow. and gentlemen, that's why he is my favorite YouTuber. He was at New York Comic Con the same year I was there. He was actually hosting a panel for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Nickelodeon cartoon remake that's currently on air now, which he does reviews for every episodes for the show on his channel. I did not know of his appearance there until after it was notified that he left the con. I was not able to see him. I missed out completely on that. You don't know how much my heart sank after finding that out. That was one of my goals at the con. Meet the cosplayers, meet uh, Black Nerd Comedy, and at the same time, just make networking. But he was one of the people I wanted to meet, and I didn't get a chance to see him. Uh, He's gone to New York Comic Con every year, but there have been times he has mentioned he doesn't know if he'll be there every year, and... I, I take that into consideration when he's like, he does not sure. Um, some of the smaller cons he has gone to, um, you know, like Too Many Games, which is another con I want to go to, Dragon Con, uh, MAGFest, I've heard he's gone to a couple times, Retro Palooza, I know he's gone to every year. Um, so there have been a few cons over in the West and the South area that he's gone to more than the East Coast cons. So to have him at an East Coast convention is very, very rare. And New York Comic Con is the only one I've known that he's had that history with. Um, another person at New York Comic Con who was there at New York Comic Con that I wanted to hopefully meet, but 
when I found out that he was there, but he was only there for a limited engagement, it kind of made sense. And that was Kevin Smith. And yeah. as I mentioned before, many people know I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I love his shows, his uh, his movies. I read. I have his books. I listen to every one of his podcasts. And of course, uh, you know his podcast uh, Empire inspired my own. So it's no surprise that I would want to meet him. But, of course, he was only there for a limited negation for his podcast. After that, he was gone. So it was not surprising I wasn't able to meet him. But I know somehow, some way in the future, whether I'm in New York, L.A., or if he's in Detroit and I'm in Detroit, or in Chicago, or if I get the glorious honor to visit Red Bank, New Jersey, I will have the opportunity to meet the man someday. Uh, I consider him one of my biggest influences, so... Uh, and he can talk his ass off too, <laughs> so we all know this. So it, 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 in some day, some way, I, I, I feel I shall have that opportunity. Um, but Andre was one of the goals, and I didn't get to. But at the convention, literally, there was so much there. I never got a chance to experience at the con. Um, I didn't even get the chance to go to the artist alley, which is a whole different area level on the building at the Javits Center, which is where they have the convention every year. The second, the top floor is the dealer area, the panels and everything. And then the second floor is the artist room where independent artists pitch their work. I had not even an opportunity to go there. There were a few famous people who have done, you know, animated work and artwork for YouTubers and seeing things like that. And I never even got a chance to go there. Um, one of them was uh, uh, an animator named Cranbersher who has done work for... Uh, PewDiePie and Markiplier. Uh, another one was a girl named uh, Nick Carhorst, who has done also work for those same YouTubers and others. Uh, they were all there, and I never got a chance to meet them either. Um, another one uh, named, I believe her name is uh, Foolish Kia. Uh, she was also there as well. I didn't get a chance to meet her. So, there have been times uh, there are other things there at that convention, but it was so hard and so difficult to see everyone there. Too there much. was some. This is too much. Yeah, and there was there were people at the convention who I wanted to meet, but I didn't have time. But I at least saw them from a distance. Like Yaya Han was there, you know, one of the biggest cosplaying queens out there. She was there, seeing people, but there was no time I could see her. And the line was ridiculously atrocious. Oh, I bet. It was ridiculous. <laughs> And the only time you literally would have an opportunity to meet her early is if it was like you were buying one of her products. So yep. if you wanted to meet her like the rest of the people, like normally, you would have to have been to a, like a line that stretched throughout the con. But if you wanted to meet her quicker, you would have to like purchase something. Yeah, buy the pass or exactly. something. Exactly. Like yeah. So you like, I think she was one of her books and some of her fabrics that she was that she sells at uh, Joanne's. They were selling at the at uh, the convention, so it was literally stuff like that you would have to do in order to um, get the uh, to get to see her in, like in advance. Um, but I wasn't really into doing something like that yet. Um, so, you know, meeting Kristen Hughley was still great. Um, like I said, Sony Oren knew I was there, but she was busy. Vamp Leela Vamp was there, but she was busy too. Um, Kristen Hughley was great. Meg Turney was so nice. Jessica, like I said, no matter how much I know a lot of my cosplay friends, some of my cosplay friends, 
don't really like Jessica Negri, and I get that. Uh, you know, it's whether it's insecure themselves or it's they feel you know she is. From what I've seen, she's pretty cool. She's she's down to earth. I will say that for the longest. Whereas I th- I don't I don't think I like Yaya so much. I've I've heard about the things that she likes to do. Yeah, I <laughs> I honestly wasn't that big a Yaya Han fan. Yeah, but Jessica, on the other hand, everything you. Th- you know about Jessica, I will say, now that I have experienced and meet her, everything you say about her being, like, so down-to-earth is so true. Yeah, she's 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 ridiculous, like, in her videos, Yes, right? she's literally, like, everything you see in her videos, it's no act. It's literally her, uncut. It is literally uncut from her. The weirdness in the faces, everything about her. She's not, it's not a, a character. Um, the best yeah, way to like, put it, I will put it this way, and I have to copy it from him, and this is another person who inspired me as well as it, uh, Philip DeFranco. He uh, basically stated this about Jessica Negri to another um, uh, Boogie. He said this to Boogie298 when he had him on his podcast. Um, she will never repre- She will never go out and be as if she's representing her brand. And that is the honest yeah, to God truth. Her. Yes, it's not. She's not like doing it for her brand. She's her. Yeah. It's not like she's doing it for a business in case. It's her. It's, like, down-to-earth. Um, I, f- I feel that if I were to meet, like, Dan Avedon from Ninja Sex Party at Game Grumps, he'd probably be the same way. I, I'm, I'm hoping so, too. I, I, I really hope so, because he seems, like, a legitimate, just, like, he's just a cool dude. He's yeah. just like, eh, whatever, guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping so, too. I was close to trying to see them live, but they had... Um, they were in another building for their live show at New York Comic Con, oh, and man. the tickets were sold out. They were selling them out like crazy. Oh I had yeah, no, no that, the tickets. that's that, that's not going to last more <laughs> yeah. than a half hour. Yeah, so I was like, I wanted to, and I'm like, wait a minute, they have a there's a Grump live show in New York. Like, yeah, for New York Comic Con, they do it every year. It's just you have to buy the tickets in advance. I'm like, well, yeah, you got to buy like, like a year. You said advance. <laughs> it's it's done. There's no way. If, if, they're, if you're selling me in advance, they're already gone. There's no way. You, you're just, you're telling me, you're wasting your breath telling me this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like, when they came to the Columbus, to the Wendy's, for the whole Wendy's uh, get-together. Yeah, I completely missed it. I'm like, nah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was so pissed about that. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Both, you're at the Columbus building, and I'm not there? What the hell, Aaron? For I'm me, it's like work- with with your missing out on uh, your one dude that you wanted to see at the the Comic Con. It's like I feel the same way when I see all these uh, Let's Players. I'm just yeah. like, I could have done that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I am that age. I am that type. Uh, yeah, it hurts because it's like I love doing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I love doing what they do. Yeah, and it's like I love being, you know, bringing entertainment to people because that apparently that's what I am apparently I'm ridiculously entertaining that goes for me too that's why everybody's like you should be getting more popular on your YouTubes I'm like well (laughs) the thing is is I kind of need a team to do that first of all and second of all nobody's that enthusiastic around here so it's most of the people who want to work with me live further out that's the problem yeah that's the oh yeah no I'm I'm so isolated from people. I'm just like, oh god, yeah, it's at least yeah, an hour yeah. and a half to Colossal Con and every other convention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's 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 that way when it comes to the people uh, here uh, when it comes to trying to do video because there's only one other person I know who she's doing okay with her YouTube, but it's more to the point where she's like, 
she's getting mostly her numbers because of her content outside of YouTube that people will pay attention to her stuff and that. And that's my friend Kayla, who I've shot with many before. Many people know her as um, Kayla Tactical, and, or you might have known her from Scully Space, Scully in Space. I've shot with her, uh, which you can also go to my uh, my uh, Dry Media website, and you can definitely check out her pages, as well as you can buy the print that I did with her, Batgirl related. Um, she uh, she's one of those she's one of the only examples of a YouTuber who is doing good on some numbers of it. But honestly, if it wasn't for her her tactical stuff, she wouldn't even be getting numbers on that case of it. And then for her uh, personal channels, like you know, with that stuff. Um, so it makes sense, female wise. That makes sense. It's the same thing with girl gamers in some cases. And I'm not saying girl gamers are like you know. It's basically the looks that gets their attention. No, it's sometimes it's what they do in the case of the video, but you draw the attention just gender alone. And I don't want to be the guy with the Gamergate stuff like that. But right. it's more the fact of like, you know, I guarantee you, if I was a female, people would pay more attention. Honestly, it's the truth. Yeah, I well, I mean, the, it, it just speaks to the demographic of a social media and be the internet in general. Because exactly. let's face it, Jessica Negri has those qualities to attract the people but she has the substance to back it up past that yes and i know a lot of people who don't have that yes and like i know a lot of people who just use it and then are like shitty human beings it's like well yeah no i see that's your one trick pony (laughs) yeah yeah and and when like people and again back to jessica like stuff like that like down home to her in the case of it that's what i love about her in the case of it like and then ryan is an add on that too, and people don't give Ryan enough credit. Honestly, I, I feel disappointed on the case of it. Like when I met her, I'll, I'll I give you the full story on, on basis on when I met her, because I don't think I even gave it to you, Mark, on that. When I walked up to her, the first thing of all is, is like she pointed out my shirt because I was wearing a filthy casual shirt. Because right across from me is of course the filthy casual guys at the con. They're always usually near each other, and she's been good friends with uh, Mike and Jay who own the company along with their girlfriends, uh, Darshell and Casey, who I'm also good friends with those two as well. Um, she's always good friends with them. And, uh, you know, she's like, she's happy. Usually I was wearing the shirt and stuff too. She's like, so you know Mike and Jay? I'm like, a little bit, just met them. They love my stuff of it. I I love their stuff too. But I was like, I'm told, but I basically told her, I'm like, I've been waiting since I lived in Arizona. I told her, uh, I lived in Mesa for seven months was hoping to meet her. The week I went there, you were at Phoenix Comic Con. The week I got there and the Colossal Con was happening, which is a con in Sandusky that I go to, which I definitely think you should come to because it's an indoor water park. Her eyes lit up the moment I said that. Nice. And then she's like, she's like, Ryan, we might have to go. And that's why, that's why I knew it was coming sooner or later when she said Colossal Con. I was like, I know I told her and somebody else did. Um, she, uh, then... Uh, you know, I told her, I'm like, I followed you since Philip DeFranco. I said, since WonderCon with the Pikachu, Pikachu outfit that started your trend of it, to you winning the cosplay contest for Lollipop Chainsaw with James Gunn and Suda51, the way you reacted when you won the contest, because I voted for you too. You were in California at the time. Uh, the fact that you were uh, doing killing uh, Killer's Dead promo um, to, uh, you know, being... Philip DeFranco and Super Fight to, uh, you know, all the way up to your relationship with Ryan started off and BlizzCon and so forth. I'm like, and like, I told her, I'm like, I just want to know if you're really down home you are. 
And I'm like, and you're just that bubbly as amazing as you are, hilarious as you are. And I'm like, and then I told her, I said, you might not remember, but I gave you one option on your uh, on your 3,000 followers uh, subscription anniversary video. And what you did the video where she did basically all this random stuff she said she got from the comments. Like, there's one where she's in a swimsuit in a, ba in a kiddie pool in a swimsuit and she's pouring ice cream and sprinkles and syrup all over her. And I was like, and I pointed a picture of her Sunday bum day with that. And she's like, I need to market that. And then I showed her and Ryan um, the picture of Kitty Sparkles, his alter ego where she does makeup and gave him a kitty ears. And now he's using that. I'm like, see, now you're using Kitty Sparkles to the point he's your mascot. And I said, I told her, I said, I might have to steal Ryan from him. And then it came to the point where I'm like, I'm slowing down. I'm like, I, and then I just, I opened up telling her, would love to work with her. She's like, sure thing. She's like, you're, coming, you're ever coming back to Arizona? I said, I w I'm planning on doing so. I'm hoping I will someday. If so, I would love to work with you. I handed her my business card. She's like, she's like I'm definitely going to make sure I keep this. She hands it to Ryan. Ryan puts it in his wallet. Ryan asked for my camera uh, on my neck. I'm like, sure. He's like, I'm going to take a picture with your camera. That's how down to old Ryan is. He just asked me to shoot with his camera. I didn't even ask for a picture with the camera. He took the picture. So we took the picture. So he took the picture of me and Jessica in her Sith cosplay. And I said, can I take one more picture? And she's like, sure. I said, I need the infamous selfies. So we took two troll selfies. The first one I messed up in because I had it on recording video. And she's like, oh, okay, okay, oh. I'm just like, I'm, I can't stop laughing. So I'm trying to stop freaking out. out. Yeah, I'm freaking out. out. So then I switch it back to camera, and then we take two or three pictures with the creep face. And after that, I told her, I'm like, thank you, and I'm shaking Ryan's hand. And I'm like, I'm hoping we'll see each other again. She's like, we definitely will. I definitely would like to work with you. I will check out your stuff and let you know. I said, I'll, if you ever need to talk to me, I'll definitely be on Twitter. You'll know where I am on that. I said, just look for the black guy with the cat ears. And she starts giggling. And she starts waving bye to me. And that moment was the best 20, 30 minutes of my life. I, that, that like I said, there are a lot of people, celebrities, who just like, they do it year after year. And they're just either they're tired of it or they're okay with it. Or they put on a facade of it. And her and Ryan were not like that. It didn't feel like that. It felt more like... You know, they were like cool people. Like, yeah, I. Nerds I'm like famous. us. Yes, I'm like I'm famous, but I don't give a shit. You're looking awesome. Like there was one moment when I was still in line, she caught somebody, uh, a girl who was a fan of hers, who, verbatim, copied her entire, um, uh, Umbreon cosplay. You know the 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 uh, the uh, Evie cos Eve, uh, oh, yeah. the costumes. She did yeah. the Umbreon one, which was like an Egyptian, like gy gypsy type of costume. Yeah, no, that was pretty. pretty that was awesome. one of my, which was one of my favorites. A girl was literally copied her entire costume from top to bottom and was wearing it while she was waiting in line. Jessica saw it and she jumped up and down, pointed to Ryan. He's, she says, Ryan, tell her to do this pose, do this pose, and he's <laughs> like, he's telling her to do it, and he's, she's looking and she sees her, she's freaking out a little bit, so she's trying to emulate. What Jessica does, and just like, tell her to do what I do. Do her, tell her to do what I do. I want a picture with her when she gets here. I want her to do what I do. And the girl was just squealing in the back, 
And I'm like, see, that's awesome. When somebody's, somebody who's like a big cosplayer who's like, oh, they copied my costume. Mostly people like that would be like, oh, imper- um, uh, you know, imposter, you know, imitations a sincere form of flattery or something like that. No, Jessica was happy someone copied her costume. That's how and good Down Home she is. She gets excited about the actual thing itself. Yes, and that's why I was like, she was telling her to do what she does in her pictures. That's how cute, that's how adorable it was. So, with someone like Jessica, like I said, it's people like that. I don't even want to, like, you know, run business and stuff like that with, even if I wasn't able to shoot with her. It's people like that, like, you want to build a good friendship with, well, it's, despite it's, the same thing. It's way. that spark. It's yeah. that interaction that makes me love conventions. Exactly. And Getting out there and connecting with other nerds who love the same stuff you do, and you can talk for hours and entertain each other with all the shit that you guys go through. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what I love about conventions. Yes. Because you can let yourself be your nerdy self. Yes. That yes. you might not necessarily be able to do out in the real world because yes. not everybody is going to get it. Yes, yes. I, I... Whereas there's at least somebody. It could be one person, it could be 500, that will be able to get what you are nerding out about. And I love that. Yeah, exactly. I, um... Perfect example in that case of it. I I had um my when I when I was still having a relationship with my father, um, he took me to one of the local my local convention here. There's a gaming convention that happens here in my hometown, and um, it's a a lot of older gamers come to the convention. Sometimes they even dress up. My father saw a man around his age dressed up in Harry Potter costume. He was dressed as Dumbledore. My father found it strange. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, that's the coolest dad award right there for that guy. Oh, yeah. It's stuff like that. And it's unfortunate. My father considers himself, like, in the same nerd credential as me and my brother because he loves comic well, books and It's about and how you present like it. And but, yeah. For me, like, I've never really gave a crap about what I look like mm-hmm. in terms of what I'm wearing, in terms of things like that. Because it's like, that doesn't matter. That does not determine who you are. Who you are determines what you wear or what you want to wear, or how you nerd out. And that ultimately is what I love people cherishing, because, I don't know, life's too short to try and be quote-unquote proper. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why, like, in stuff like that, when it comes to conventions, like, it's just the socialization of stuff like that and bonding with people like that, that's why Colossacon, honestly, like, as much as I love the experience of New York Comic Con, it was a great con, I would definitely go there again, and as well as you know, other cons that I've gone to, or bigger ones, and ones that I'll probably go to in the future. In the case of it, but when it comes to that con that's close to me, in the case of it, Colossal Con will be that con. People know me at that con now. People yeah. have, you know, accepted in the case of the excitement of that con and, and what I do at that con and, and the fact of my experience at that con. And you know, who knows how long I'll be, uh, you know, what I'll impact in that con and later down the line in the future. So when it comes to people like I hear. People like Negri and, 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 you know, my friend Santel or Zombie Bit Me coming to that con because, you know, they're hearing the words about it from word of mouth. That's exciting for me. And I want yeah. her to have the experience because I'm like, she's that, you know, she wouldn't have somebody getting paid to, to walk to say hi to her. She's cool with a lot of people. That's what I'm like. And that's why I said stuff like that. And I'm hoping more and more people not to overload it on the fact of like over on that case of it, but just to enjoy the experience there on the case of it. And that's why that con will mean a lot more to me than any other con I've gone to. And it's, 
like I said, that's the one con I try to make sure I go to every year, even if I go to a bigger con afterwards. Uh, I try to, like I said, the bigger cons, I'll try to go to every two to three years later down the line. But then it's always, every year, it's mandatory to that con, uh, Kawasa Con. And our friendship being an example of that, uh, me and you, Mark, with that. So, oh, with, yeah, well... Yeah. Love that convention. Exactly. Like so, that con, like I said, that's why I'm kind of disappointed that it's been, it's been on the upswing, but it hasn't expanded because at least in years past, like I was saying earlier, we were there before they even had the new edition. Mm-hmm. But now with with everybody still coming in and there's no spots, it's like they really do need to expand a bit. Yeah. Because like, like I said, there's no parking spaces. Uh, it's pretty packed. It's pretty hectic. Like you said. There's no real time to do any of the, the awesome stuff that we had done years before. Yeah. Like that, hang out and just chill for, you know, the entire night. Yeah. And that's the only thing um, about that con uh, that if, for those listening, if you go to that con, just be aware of that. And then it's even worse when it comes to, like, finding a hotel reservation at that con to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to getting up to traveling there. Uh, so try to be aware of that if you ever go to the con. But if you do go to that con at a convention, you will definitely expect to see me and Mark there. We will be there. Um, Mark, oh, yeah. from what I've known, you have stated he'll you, he'll be there for at least two days. I will probably be there for the whole weekend, but of course you know you will see me there. I will be doing a few shoots there as well for a few people. Uh, you can know more about that as well on my Twitter and on my w- website, drymedia.com. Uh, of course, um, uh my last shoot there last year, one of my favorite shoots, uh, I also sell the print for that as well, which is uh, my lovely print of uh, Miss Son- Zombie Bit Me uh, with her costume of uh, lightning in, from Final Fantasy, which was done by my good from our good friend Miss Sarah of Sci-Fi Candy, who will also be there as well. Um, you can definitely check out her stuff as well, Sci-Fi Candy. That's S-C-I-F. I-E-Y-E Candy So check that out She does a lot of swimwear Cosplay swimwear And cosplay lingerie Definitely check that out She has had many people From even Jessica Negri To even uh, Holly Wolf Another big cosplayer Who also is Hopefully will be working with me In the future as well I'm trying to get her To come to Colossicon That would be a big stretch Is to get her Uh, She's good friends with Zombie Bit Me but the thing about her is she has a bigger mark on her as well because not only is she a cosplayer, she is a Playboy Playmate. And that's a bigger thing. To me, having a Playboy Playmate slash cosplayer in that mark would be an awesome deal. Um, I am... starting to get it attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I, mean, I have nothing against Playboy itself because, I mean, um, you know, Amelia, Amelia Talion and Pamela Horton, I would never know who they were if it wasn't for Playboy. And, you know, those three girls... I think put the change things when it came to the fact of oh there are some girls who understand the geek culture but they work in Playboy yep. at the case of it and I was so happy when I found out about these three girls like honestly I'm like the nerd credential is really good on that case of it that's why I'm like well it would be also good to get some of the uh, the suicide girls and things well, like that yeah I mean eventually well they, they that's easier on the end of on the suicide girls because of the fact of alternative. That's easy. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more within the range. <laughs> exactly. It's the just the fact of 
the material that they put out on their website is a little bit different from, you know, the stuff that Playboy does, where it's more classier, but, you know, yeah. theme-related. Whereas in Suicide Girls, it's more on the case of, on some cases, it's a little edgier. But that's the case, that's the point of it. Yeah. Um, but I have, I do have a few uh, Suicide Girls who are interested in shooting with me. Um, I won't say if I will or will not shoot for the website. That is a given. But I will say that there are a few women who have been interested who have worked for that website or still work for that website interested working with me as well. So that is a whole thing up for grabs in the case of it as well. Um, but when it comes to um, the networking in the case of it, that's why it was easier for me to launch my cosplaying range and my photography at ColossaCon because it was easier in the fact that I know most of the people there and the work they put into it. And I've taken pictures on a normal, as a fan at that convention, to building up my photography to what it is now. And now that I've reached to a point where, you know, I've done some work professionally, it's going to be easier in that case of it. It's just the only thing right now is Colossicon is doing this thing now, uh, for those out there who are photographers interested in getting into Colossicon in the case of it, they're doing this thing now where you have to sign up to be a photographer uh, listed for the photographer pass, and there's a $70 fee to get the pass, and then you don't get access to extras and special things in the, like the water park and all. Um, they limit you on one reflector, one light stand, uh, to the fact of no battery packs in the water and certain pieces of where it's at. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit stupid, but it, it makes sense, but at the same time... It's like, because stupid people have done stupid things in the past and they have to cover everybody's bases. Of course. Unfortunately. unfortunately. I know, I know. And, and it makes a complete understanding. Like, last year, the uh, uh, I've said this to you, Mark, last year Martin Wong was there and I didn't even know. And I was so mad about that because, like I said, the man is a legend to me because of his amazing work especially in the cosplay photography work, the detail, the lightning aesthetics, the... Uh, the, the, the composition, the, the whole yes, line. Yes, <laughs> especially the portrait cosplay work. Like, he's done two or three portrait cosplay work with Jessica on her detailed work of, like, Warcraft costumes and stuff. That's so good. You can see the articulation of the work that Jessica puts into her outfit. You can see in the picture alone and Martin can pull that out so well. and bring, bring it out. And yeah, he doesn't exactly. Exactly. And then, like, on the end of, like, with Meg Turney, even outside of her cosplay work, the glamour stuff that she does with him is so amazing. Um, the funny story is, is I actually knew about Meg a little bit later, right around the time she was uh, just leaving SourceFed. But the weird part was, is, the first time I realized I would have a shot at shooting with her was, um, I don't know if you heard of his website called Me and My Place. I don't think I've heard of that one. Okay. Um, Meandmyplace.com uh, is a website. Uh, um, it's uh, basically a, a website that you would expect it to be like, um, um, uh, like Suicide Girls or something like that. But... In reality, um, it's a website of boudoir. It's a boudoir website. Um, yeah, it out. started out as a website for... Um, uh, what is it? I'm trying to look for it now. Um, uh, it started out as a segment 
from uh, from Esquire magazine. It started out as a segment from Esquire magazine, and uh, yeah, me in my not me and me in my place. So um, it's um, it was a it's a it started out as a segment on Esquire magazine for super female celebrities to have a boudoir, bedroom boudoir shoot in their home. Um, not too risque uh, uh, lingerie, just, you know, nice bedroom attire wear, you know, overslarged sweaters and t-shirts and underwears, cutesy stuff. And they're shot in their actual homes, locations that they stay in and live at. And um, it was a segment piece. And I remember I saw Meg Turney's Camelia Luddington, the girl who is known for Grey's Anatomy, who also played Lara Croft in Rise of the Tomb Raider and such, um, and Stacy Keebler from WWE and WCW years. She um, she uh, uh, is one of the, the, the two people um, that um, those are the three people that I saw. Um, who were um, on their on the the Esquire magazine? Oh, nice. So I found out about that. Then it got then it it got so popular it grew into its own website where they show a little bit more riskier stuff with non known actress non known women, um, just random models. In the case of it, now it's come to that point. But there have been some points where they do pop a few celebrities. Um, actually, there is one model who actually I'm confirmed to be working with, hopefully in the soon, that is actually uh, on the website as well. Um, her name is uh, uh, Annalise. Annalise, I remember her name now. Um, Annalise is one of the women that I'm confirmed working with. She's also on the website, actually. But she's a uh, small-time actress. Um, I've talked to her a few times. Uh, some of my work has been inspired by her. I won't lie about that. Um, I'm actually going to be sending Mark a few of the shots that she's done for the website while I'm broadcasting to you guys. But at the same time, um, I have uh, I can confirm working with her. I have confirmed that I will be working with her. Uh, she um, is one of the few models that uh, still talks to me time to time on Twitter and such. Uh, but I... Um, I do know for a fact that uh, um, I have, um, I've actually uh, know that it was that website and that segment of Esquire magazine that inspired me to do uh, the photography that I do now, which is bedroom boudoir. And many of you have seen my work. I'm pretty sure you have. Um, in fact, by right now, by the time you get this video... You can definitely go to uh, South, you can check out Sour Magazine's issue 18, volume 1. And um, you can also pick up the December and October issues of 2006 Expression Magazines. And you'll technically check out newer of my work. So definitely do that. Or you can go to my website at drymedia.com and you can go to my website to purchase those issues as well. Um, also, uh, but yeah, but most of the time my bedroom boudoir shots have been inspired by them. It got me into that. And uh, of course, Maxim Magazine was also another 
part of it that ruined into my uh, work of it. So, imagine in some time down the line in the future, whether it's Colossicon or something else, that I can do a shoot with Jessica Negri on that. But then again, it's going to be hard to do that because she's done a lot of stuff with Ryan, who is not a bad photographer himself. I don't know if you've seen some of Ryan's work. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, I that's 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 going to be hard to compete with him. I was um, just going to say, it's going to be a hard sell, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, American dream. Um, but oh, Of course. <laughs> but for now, you know, just working with Jessica would just be a, a, a dream come true in the case of it. So I'm hoping Asakan this year, your boy, comes into that. If not, go to Twitter. Let Jessica know. Tell her that Yoku wants to work with her. Let her know about that by the time you get this episode. Um, but aside from that... Um, I know for a fact that, um, in that case of it, I haven't had any plans of any other cons aside uh, RTX, which is the next con that I'm considering going to in Austin. And, um, Are you going to try and go to Missouri Con, maybe? Um, you know what? It's a little bit It's a little bit smaller, and, you know, like we've been saying, that little small feel is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, it's just, here's the thing, um, Missouri Con... Might be a, that might be a closer con within the year. That might happen like next year. Okay. If anything, because I don't want I try to leave out the bigger cons after two years. Every other two years, I try to go to a big con. So then, New York was last year. So this year is a break. Next year, if Masuri Con is on the table, that's the second break, and then. Um, 2019, I believe it is. I will try to go to a bigger con. Nice. And that next big con, I'm considering. Next year, you should keep next year uh, open in September because this year Midori Con's not happening. But I'm pretty sure they want to come back next year. Yeah, that's why I'm saying next year. Well, I knew about Missouri Con not this year. That's why I was like Missouri Con next year. Um, no, Midori Con is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, no, it's sad because Midori Con isn't happening this year, which makes me super, super sad. Ah, well... Um, but they gotta recoup, they gotta get better things for everybody, and so trying to get us the best experience, so... Yeah. Well... I understand why, it just really sucks, because <laughs> we love that convention. Yeah, well, like I said, that those those cons, I'm not sure about, um, but I do know after this year and next year, RTX is the next big con I'm considering. And then... Um, after that, uh, two more years after that, I'm thinking about MomoCon, which is a con that happens in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and that's only because a lot of the people at William Street Studios, the people behind Adult Swim nice. and Toonami, usually go there every year and give out information about Toonami. And for those on Twitter who know about and follow me from the Twitter world knows, I am one of the former alumni of The Fateful. Including the good friends, shout out to geekink.com and the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am still cool with you guys, of course. So, uh, I do know that they usually uh, are the guys who usually uh, uh, have information there. So, I usually am, and most of my friends go to that con as well. From people in L.A. all the way down to, to, to Georgia. So, there may be a possibility then I'll be going there after two more years of that. So I tried to at least go to a big con after every two years. But if I can make it 
with the money to Matsurikan, I will try. The only reason why I don't know is because my future plans, and for those out That's there who know... That's pretty far ahead, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the only thing is, is um, August is a maybe because I can't confirm or deny this, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, but for those out there who know, I am looking at a possibility in August to head back to the West for a little while. Uh, between Vegas to LA and back to Arizona for limited engagements. Um, oh, don't go. <laughs> I'll be you back. Just came back. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. I won't be staying there for seven months and wasting time. Trust me. Um, but it might be. It might happen. I don't know. I cannot confirm it tonight, this, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm only here to tell you this to her first. But you better it, bring me along. <laughs> well, I met the thing is, is one of <laughs> one of the dudes that I'm hoping to meet there is my boy Dylan, and he's the closest thing to you, my friend. He uh, he's my wrestling buddy. I oh, I got competition now. What the hell? Well, he's only re- <laughs> only reason why you're top on him is you have ex- you have eight, you have years experience on that. You have majority oh. on him through years experience. <laughs> I only know him for seven months. This is going on a year now knowing him. Okay. So okay. you have that over him. You have longer <laughs> age experience on that. He only known for seven months, but we were cool for the seven months. He went to a concert with me. We sat and hung around watching YouTube videos and wrestling videos. We started playing wrestling. Uh, we were playing um, PlayStation 2 Smackdown. Here comes the pain. I haven't played that in years. Uh, <laughs> so we are just talking about wrestling shit all the time. There was one point we wanted to start a channel together. Uh, like sort of like Game Grumps, he would have been the Aaron, I would have been the John Tron. Except I don't talk about the left wing shit that's going on with John Tron. Right now. <laughs> I was just gonna say, except you're not gonna. Yeah, I am not going to kill my shit. career like that, ladies and gentlemen. I have a beautiful voice and can in uh, be the rest of them like John. Only thing is, is I'm not going to talk stupid out about it like that. I'm going to spread it with uh, left wing shit and, and bring facts about it when it comes to that. No politics, religion will be talked about on this show, too. Let me make a mention about that. Because, like I said before, I don't like to start wars here. Not unless it comes to the point people want to start shit with me. So, that uh, people nice. are interested in it. I have no <laughs> qualms saying it. It might be popular. But... No, no, no. That's the one thing everybody's like, so you're going to talk about politics <laughs> and shit? I'm like, there are tons of other YouTubers and podcasters who could talk about this shit. Fuck yeah. No. Yeah, for me, but for me, it's like I'm not going to be like, "Oh, this is my opinion. That's it." No, it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna gather the information, and if it changes, you know, if the, if the facts change, my view on it, so be it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't get why people get so wrapped up in themselves that they're just like, I can't accept any, I can't entertain any other ideas but my own. Yeah. Oh, but, my small little world. Yeah, but when oh. you know the things that you're saying is going to be controversial to your career in the case of it, that's when you're being fucking stupid. Yeah. Ergo, exactly. er, ergo John. Like I said, <laughs> when he said, when I saw, when I listened to the podcast, there's a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, of course you probably know about the infamous podcast he did with YouTuber Destiny, that whole shit, and the last thing he says, RIP my career. Yeah, you're not shitting yourself, Jafari. And I'm pretty I, sure I, now. I heard about I, it, I yeah. didn't actually hear it. So oh, I, I, like, trust I wanna, me. Trust me. I want to avoid that bomb. Yeah, so it's much. it's fucking ridiculous. I don't think we I need to go any further about that. The fact of his his so called information about that, and I'm like, this is coming from an Australia, Australi, a guy who has Israeli descent. Okay, John. Yeah, you you weren't lying about R.I.P. your career. 
The fact that you're <laughs> even your own Reddit and your own Discord pages are mocking your ass now, that's funny. When the literally the the highest post on Reddit, his Reddit page, is literally a picture of a bubble and the caption says, I found where JonTron is at. <laughs> and it's a picture of a bubble from SpongeBob SquarePants. And I'm like, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's over for John Jafari. Yeah, I'm like, he's going to have to go back and beg Aaron to work again if he's going to get his career back. Oh, he's not going to take it back. Yeah, that's why I said, like, uh, it's kind of good now that Aaron, like I said, and it, what's worse is, like, before all this shit, I was like, I still can't hate him. I can't. And then he says I this, mean, and I'm just like... It's like, he had good times. That's the thing, is that he had good moments. He had a lot of good things. He seemed like a good dude. And then he starts ranting and raving. It's like, no, 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 Ever no. since the election. This election has brought out the ugly and many people. Many people. Yeah. And in the case with him, I'm like... To the point, he's like, to the point your co-worker, Peanut Butter Gamer, has been distorting you now. Like... I haven't heard anything from his peers over at uh, Normal Boots. I haven't heard anything from Gerard or Pro Jared or Satchbags or Continue. I haven't heard anything from them guys. Cause I don't want to say anything because the note that they say that they're still you didn't hear anything from Polaris either, did you? No, no. Or, um, <laughs> no, Polaris, the only person who said, you know, I'm friends with John, but I don't agree with everything he says, is Boogie298, and he literally stated about it. And it's so bad at this point, like, even, like, Philip DeFranco's like, I can't even talk about this whole situation that's going on this whole week. I need a break. I'm having a burnout. Which I, I don't blame Philip DeFranco. I'm like, yeah. stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, a lot of shit's going down, like, especially with PewDiePie, too. It's like, and then, guys, just... And it's stuff stop like being that. Stop stupid. Stop going for shock value. It yeah. will not end Yeah, I, I well. feel... I feel... I, like, honestly, I feel more guilty for Felix than John. Felix wasn't trying well, to do that stuff like... I've, I've heard his friends tell, you know, talk about how he, he didn't really mean it and everything no, like that, and that, no. that he is actually a good person. Yeah. Now, for me personally, I think a lot of people tend to take one instance and take it way too far. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, somebody made a mistake. Yeah, I get that. Mm. It was a shitty mistake and it sucks, but at the same time, you don't have to lynch a person just because they don't you know they rubbed you the wrong way, yeah, and that's, so that's, that's where I tend to I tend to stay out of that a little bit because, like I said, I try not to make assumptions, especially if it's like if he was pissed off, if he was if he was sick, you know, if he was just wasn't thinking that day, a mistake happens. Yeah. But past the point, you got to really think, ask yourself, be like, well, how much is an accident? How much is is not? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that, for me, I don't know the guy personally, so I can't really tell you. And, and honestly, I wasn't a fan of Felix around the time of it, but I feel bad yeah. of the case of the setup that happened with him. And it seems like now news media is making it that fucking bad about that point. Where I'm well, just like, hey. Yeah, did you see the one where they, they literally cherry-picked all the things that were bad? Um, From The Wired or the Newton or the Wall Street Journal? Because I read yes. both of them. Yes, yeah. all of them. Both of them, yeah. Like, I feel bad. Wired, I'm like, Wired. They literally cherry-picked it, and it's like, you're going to show him literally making fun of Nazis and try and spin it to where, oh, he's pro-Nazi. It's like, you guys are ridiculous. Like, yeah. stop. Yeah. And then, <laughs> stop like, with the false everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. And then, like, when it came to, um, 
like you know, like I said, Wire. I was disappointed in because I was like, Wire should have known better. You're looking like yeah, fucking. Usually a lot you're, more respectable. You're, yeah, Wire. You're looking like Gawker. You see what happened to Gawker? Oh, Jesus, Gawker. You're gonna be like Gawker <laughs> with this shit. That's oh, exactly yeah, what you're yeah, gonna be yeah, like. Dip your, dip your foot in that garbage. You're gonna get sucked <laughs> in. Oh. Yeah, I was just saying. Oh, saying I said I was like, oh my god. Wired is turning into Gawker. Why are you fucking yeah. doing this? I just... No, I watched um, Game Over Greggy's show about that whole shit when Colin and, and Greg was doing that same shit. I was like, this is exactly why everybody's happy Gawker was gone. Like, fucking goodbye. Nothing but stupid-ass students writing this shit. I'm like, if you want some crazy shit, look at your goddamn college website. Don't go to them. It's fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, like... Felix shit was bad. I feel bad for that. And the shit that went on to the point where, like, his show got canceled, his management was gone. Yeah, I feel bad about the whole thing. But John, but was... like, I'm like, oh, you just digging yourself a grave, and you know you're digging yourself a grave. Well, it's one thing to be like, oops, this was a, a bad episode that people don't like. Okay, I won't do it again. Whereas with Tim, he just he keeps just digging himself deeper yeah. with every single thing. Yeah, he just he keeps digging himself deeper. It's like, oh god, what? No, just yeah. stop, Jim stop, Sterling. Stop. You look at Jim Sterling's tweet about his comments on the the podcast when he was talking with Destiny. Jim Sterling, he literally tweeted, "Oh god, oh my god, jo- John, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck, John? John? Stop talking." He literally, John. yeah, he's literally saying it on the tweet. <laughs> I started cracking up when I saw that. I'm like. Jim Sterling is telling who has been around for eras on the YouTube world is telling you to shut the fuck up, John. Then you should do it. What are you doing? That it was just I just couldn't help but start laughing about that. I'm like, oh my god, just I'm like, and that's why I was like, I was done. I I was done with it. But within that whole situation, like that was one of the reasons why, like I, another reason why, you know, it's a love or hate with me in YouTube right now. Because I'm like, with content stuff like that, I could go so far and say anything and express my thoughts about something about that, but it will just twist into something... Well, exactly. That's that's the biggest thing that I hate about a lot of the social media and, you know, a lot of the internet and news places is that, that everybody tends to take it out of context in order to feed their own press. And it's like, you guys... This is why, for me personally, I I don't know if anybody's known, but I graduated with a history degree. And one of the biggest things that I wish a lot of people would do, and that is a major part of the history degree, is that you need to research. Everybody needs to start researching properly. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means? That means taking the information that you find and forming your opinion around it instead of finding your opinion and forming the facts around it. And a lot of people tend to do it the wrong way. And they need to find out, okay, here's a bit of information. Who said it? What's their spin? What was the context? Because context seems to be the one thing that nobody wants to keep. I could say a certain thing to one of my friends, and they would not get offended because it's either an inside joke, or they don't care, or what have you. And whereas another person is going to get upset for that person because they are outside looking in from that context. And that's what pisses me off is people think they know the context better than the people involved. Mm. It's like, no, you need to look at it objectively and be like, okay, 
is that person getting upset because of what they said? No? Good. Move on. Exactly. A I, lot of people want to get upset for other people. It's like, deal with your own business first. Deal yeah. with your own business first, and then move on with that. Yes, yes. I'm like, if you need to put on that subject of, of the content about that, do it somewhere else. Of what? So, but yeah. Of what? Huh? I didn't hear what you said. No, I was saying, like, you know, when it comes to, like, certain content like that, the research, when you were saying about that part, that I completely agree with you with. Because yeah. it's like, ugh, because I can, I can go on and on about people with that shit, and, with that, so, uh but yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous on the end of it, and that's why it's like that's why, I, I when it comes to politics and religion, I've always stated that to people in the first. I'm like, don't bring up politics and religions to me, right? Like, right? When it comes because to stuff that's like this. that's not what we're about. That's not what we're trying to no, entertain no. or inform people about. It's completely off in left field, and yeah. we don't really need to get involved in that unless it has something to do with the rest of what we're trying to say. Yeah, like exactly. example, John Trump. Perfect yeah. example. Yeah, like in this case, when it comes to like John's situation, I, I, I don't feel too bad for him, but at the same point of it, I'm just like, well, I hardly knew you. As I said, um, the first time I knew that something was wrong in the case of it was, like I said, it was um, one of my favorite streamers, uh, Renee. Renee uh, she basically stated, like, well, I can't watch John's videos no more. And then, um, like I said, Peanut Butter Gamer. Somebody's like said, "What about? Is it, but isn't your friend Peter Butter Gamer about him?" And Peter Butter Gamer's like, "He's not my friend." And I'm like, "But you work together. How yeah. can you say that? You work together. You've done like seriously. You've done videos in the past with him." Ugh. So yeah, how did you? How did you not know before this? Yeah, that's <laughs> why I'm like that. That's why I said I'm like, and you didn't know anything about this. Yeah, they're, they're usually a little bit of warning signs. I think a lot of people don't want to look at the truth if it challenges their, A, their worldview, or B, their stability. Yeah. Because and if it's I, cash cow on their living off of it, they don't want to look at it. They don't want to look at it. And, and I mean, I've had friends who are, are unfortunately left with in that case of it, but they still respect me as a person. Right. I've had people in that way. So don't think, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm against all left wings in the case of that. I have a lot of people who are in that same event about that. I, I'm friends with a girl who hated everything that Obama stood for when he was in office, who ranted about it much about it, but she didn't rant to me about it. She just ranted to others about it and ran about it online in her cases of it. I didn't like seeing it on my news feed, but it's her point and her choice about it. So she didn't come to me about it and to the point about you know me that relates to it. No, like anything, you don't force it on other people. Exactly. That's you have your own thing, that's great. Yes. If it comes down to it and it affects you and your friends, sure, you can discuss it, do it, whatever. Yeah. But unless it comes up like that, just don't push it on Don't on push people. it on exactly. It's a lot like anything else, religion, yeah. etc., what have you. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, that's why I tell people, whenever I talk about religion and politics, I know it's going to come to the point where either it's going to be a debate or a heated argument because... One, you're not going to change my mind on anything you tell me on the case of convincing about it. And two, I'm not going to change your mind about anything that I can try to convince you in some cases about it. There are people oh, that's, who... That's, it defeats the whole purpose of debating or thing. discussing. It's yeah. like, entertain the ideas, but you don't have to accept them. Yeah. Where you yeah. got to, you know, at least have a not brick wall to talk to. And that's yes, the problem is everybody brick walls. Brick walls, exactly. They don't want to hear anything else, even if it makes sense, Pro even if it's logical, and even if it has evidence. Pro proper metaphor. Proper metaphor. I'm like, the brick wall, I'm like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, because so. it's like, you, 
can't move it. You can't elicit anything other than it's going to be what it's going to be no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you gotta, you can't talk to people like that because they don't, they won't relent any points. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, in, in, this, in the cases of that, it's just, like I said, Buried on the course when it comes to like to, to people like John and such, and then like Felix. Hopefully, he'll have a comeback in, in some cases that things will fix on his end of it. But when it comes to John, like I said, in that case of it, yeah. So it's and that's like I said, it's reasons why I like that. Like I leave like my limits on things of YouTube and why I try to keep things on my opinion. In the case of it, it's because uh, like it's, it's like I tell my I told my mother today on the fact that um, I told her like you know. When it comes to certain things that I talk about of my disability, which I'm very strong talked about, um, there may be times, ladies and gentlemen, you'll know about my my, my disabilities and my, I discuss about things of that nature, which will be the only thing that I'll discuss about when it comes to some relations of that. Um, it will definitely come to the point where you will know uh, my opinions about that, but I will bring that on the case of it, and I understand if some people feel disagreement about that. I've had heated debates with many people about the fact of, you know, one of my, I will, like, I, my one situation I will state about this. I don't feel that when it comes to the, I don't agree with people on the case of uh, vaccinations uh, with concerns of, uh, of uh, being one of the things, flu vaccinations can be one of the exceptions of symptoms of, of autism. I can go up a tangent about that, but I, I will have leave that for another topic of another time because, again... Uh, I I want to talk. I I want to make sure we people out there at home know that people like me and Mark on this case of it, when we're both on the same page of things like that, uh, there have been times we both have a disagreed on many things. But well, but, everybody's different. That's the thing is that yeah. you can't just immediately attack somebody for exactly. being different because that, that goes against exactly everything that that people try and trying to say yeah. like, 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 oh, they're attacking me so I should attack them it's like no yeah. it's just it, it can even, cycle. It, and it can even go to the point of smaller of small little things case case in point Mark knows I do not I am not a, a fan of Attack on Titan yep yeah you talk about Attack anybody talks about Attack on Titan to me I don't find it anything entertaining this new season yeah. everybody talking about the new season I am like yawn I really don't give a shit a lot of people hate me because of the fact I don't like Attack on Titan. I'm like, no, it's, it's like <laughs> it's your personal interest. Yeah, for me, it's it's like I think people take it a little too personally when when people don't like a thing that you like, mm. and it's like, no, no, <laughs> it's just it doesn't have to be that way. No. You no. can have different interests. It's okay, yes. yes, to be different. Yes, we need to stop dividing it and start enriching it and be yeah. like no this is why you need to celebrate being different yeah because you know if everybody liked the same thing things would be boring yeah yeah uh, and like you know there's some people who are like telling me that you know um sci-fi channel is a lot better than what it used to be and i'm just like <laughs> not when i was growing up in the case of it <laughs> yeah no sci-fi channel <laughs> <laughs> i know right like i tried it watching it be good and then <laughs> Eh. I do like I told my I've I've told many people this and many people don't remember about this but back in the days like early 90s sci-fi sci 
if it wasn't for Sci-Fi Channel, my anim my love of anime would not be existent of today. I was introduced to a lot of anime during Sci-Fi uh, summer uh, blockbusters and times. They did this big blockbusters movie summer uh, during the early nineties. Yeah, dude, I remember that. that oh my god, that that's was, been ages. Yes, Holy crap! Yes. That that was that was my introduction to it. The Fatal Fury movies, uh, Iria, Zerum the animation. Um, Didn't they have it, uh, what was it? Express nine 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 nine. Yes, yes. Space Galaxy yeah. Express nine 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 nine. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> Eight Man After. Um, uh, some of the Macross movies, I believe, were on there. Oh, wow. There's an anime oh, I'm man. looking for currently now. It's still on my. It's in the grasp of my fingers. I'm still looking for it. I only know one vendor has owned it, but I have not been able to obtain it. And it's an anime called Green Legend Ran. And some of the executives, the studio owners of Tenchi Muyo, one of my favorite animes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, own uh, created this this miniseries. And that's the last element that I'm looking for. I just found out, though, that, um, actually, I don't think you know about this, uh, Mark. Um, are you familiar with a company called Discotech Media? That sounds familiar. Yeah. My boy, um, Jose Argumento, shout out to Jose, he actually does a little bit of work for them. Uh, he just informed me that they will be re-releasing Eight Man After. Eight Man After was never available on DVD and uh, Blu-ray, and it will be released for the first time ever on DVD and Blu-ray uh, from uh, uh, Discotech Media. I believe it will be available. I do not. Yeah, uh, I believe they will be really releasing it. Uh, it's very rare. You can still find used copies of the Perfect Collection uh, on. In like online stores and stuff like that, like uh, Best Buy or Amazon. But I believe Disco Tech Media now owns it, and I believe they are re-releasing it. Um, and that shocks the hell out of me because it's really hard to find in print. Um, so if it is being re-released, I'm definitely going to look for a copy of that because that was one of the first early animes that I uh, I watched uh, a while back. Um, I have such a list of things that I still need to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm, ter I'm terrible at, at, at trying to look at new stuff. I yeah. still need to watch JoJo's Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Discotech Media. Yep, they, and they, they are uh, releasing, re-releasing 8-Man after, um, which is awesome. They're also re-releasing a few of the Lupin movies as well. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I believe also, um, there's a few other animes there is, but yeah, the eight man after is what I'm looking for, uh, looking forward to because, uh, a company called Streamline Pictures, I believe released the anime and they went out of business. Um, so yeah, I found out about this, I believe back in 2016 and they also will be, um, they also released uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth, uh, along with um, Shogun, the Time Astra a Trainer, uh, the Lupin Movies Part 2, oh, yeah. um, Man, Gun Frontier, uh, Space Adventure Cobra, um, 
let's see, uh, Kiyosugiga, which is a new little series, um, yeah, a few others, a few others, uh, but yeah, I'm super, super happy about the fact that, uh, Eight Man After is one of the few that's being really that's released from them. So yeah, thank, thank God for Discotech Media. Um, but yeah, um, with that being Did said, you ever me, get a hold of that uh, that cartridge for the Tenchi game? Oh yeah, um, I still have not been able to get it. Uh, I really want to. Um, I saw it and then it, I was just like, it's it was already gone. I was just like, no. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, there. For those who don't know at home, uh, there's a guy, there's somebody who has on uh, eBay a cartridge, redeveloped cartridge of the SNES game of the uh, of the Tenshi Muyo RPG. Um, that was the original, not in universe, yeah, right? Yeah, the original, okay. the, the original uh, of the OVA. Yeah, the original OVA. Um, he, uh, he also, at one point, he did, at one point, um, uh, have recreations of it, but he, um, he was selling, uh, used copies of the, of uh, the, um, Fun- Funicon version, but he was also redeveloping, uh, he had limited copies of the redeveloped copies of the cartridge, and I have been trying to acquire it for a long time. But unfortunately, I was not able to get it in time. So, you and me both. Yeah, I know, man. I know, I know. I'm so I I'm heartbroken about that. I'm still looking online to see if somehow I will be able to uh, acquire a used copy from someone or somehow if they're cleaning out their closet or something like that. So yeah, yeah. Just, just keep an eye out. <laughs> I know, I know, man. I know this this guy knows about me and Tenchi. So, um, but yeah, I, I do know the last thing I do need to acquire of Tenshi is, um, uh, I will be, um, hopefully acquiring War Gemini. Only reason why I haven't been able to get it is because I've been so busy with everything else of my collection, uh, from Kevin Smith to a few musicals that I own. So I've been trying to go outside of the territory of anime for the moment until I come back to it. Um, the last thing I believe I've acquired is... Uh, another addition to my um, my Batman movie co- my Batman movie collection, and that was um, the Frank Miller Year One comic with the Blu-ray and DVD embodied embodied in the bot in the book, uh, which is the thing DC's been doing, um, where they give you a copy of a book and they give you the anime adaptation along with the digital and uh, Blu-ray and DVD copies of the movie as well of the adaptation. Which is not bad, not bad at all. Because I actually was hoping to get copies of the movie when I purchased the Game of the Year edition of Arkham City, but I didn't get it because it was a used copy. Because um, early used copies of the Game of the Year edition come with uh, a digital copy of the movie, but since I got a used copy of the digital of the game, I wasn't able to acquire a digital copy of the movie. So now I bought the book. But I have a DVD and the Blu-ray copies of the movie based on the books as well. So that was the last thing I've acquired of it. So once I'm finished on that end of it, then I'll be back on the anime end of it. And then my brother got me into uh, back into Brave and the Bold. So I have to acquire all the seasons for that series because I 
definitely reconsidered on that series because that I honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I can go on a tangent, and I probably did the first time I did a podcast, uh, go on a tangent about the fact that Brave and the Bolt was one of the Batman series I really didn't watch much because I thought it was too cheesy, but then I realized a lot of nostalgic callbacks in that series was actually on those so- shows. So now I reconsidered it. So, but yeah, um, that was one. The Tenchi uh, Fundicom game from the SNES was the one that got away. But I it was definitely the one that got yeah. away. So uh, I'm hoping some down in the future, or I can talk to the guys at Tenchi Forum uh, since they've officially shut down. Uh, uh, they've ended their forum now. I could talk to one of them and find out something about that because. From time to time, I do talk to my friends uh, from the podcast, which include Mr. Uh, Pi. So, uh, but yeah, um, when it comes to uh, uh, Tenshi, I can always talk to them on that case about it. Um, but aside from that, I think that's going to be a today for today. Um, we went through a lot of tangent longer than I did, so because <laughs> we. We that's, pretty much cleared out everything in the case of it from from the pot from the you know what the basics of the podcast is to give them, ladies and gentlemen, a taste of the discussions we can just randomly talk about in the case. Of oh yeah. It. <laughs> talk, talk for days. So yeah, um, before we end this uh, little ditty of a, of our show today, um, did you have any last minute words you wanted to bring up, Mark? No, just you know, tune into the next one, and hopefully, I'll be able to see you guys at the next convention I'm at. Okay. Um, before I end this on the note of it, uh, a few announcements for you guys out there, of course, who are listening. Um, make sure if you are uh, of, if you are a rising model or cosplayer who are interested in working with me and you're in the Toledo, Ohio area, make sure you check me out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Yokumasaki, Y-O-K-U-M-A-S-A-K-I, or you can just follow me on there and just see my shenanigans. Um, uh, shenanigans. <laughs> photo shenanigans in some case of it in some cases uh, you can check me out on there or you can also go to drymedia.com check out my work there um, for those out there uh, interested in doing work with me uh, or interested in seeing my work uh, also make sure you subscribe to my twitter to my uh, also subscribe to my uh, youtube page um, which you can go to to uh, youtube.com slash which this podcast will also be aired on in case you miss the uh, episode uh, you also hopefully in the coming future we will be also available on all digital outlets including iTunes and um, uh, Google Play and what have you that will be in the process as well also ladies and gentlemen be sure to um, uh, check out my Twitch channel Twitch TV slash Yokumasaki I am going to be streaming on a frequently basis there at least once or twice a week I will be streaming on there some Overwatch goodness. You can check me out on there for some Overwatch goodness and some random streaming as well. Um, up to 39 followers and glowing. Uh, also, I will be streaming again by the time you get this episode. Hopefully, I will be streaming again another beta episode of Paladins, uh, the new game from High Rec Software. Uh, I also will be giving away a free beta key for the P- place for a free pay- beta key for the PlayStation 4 edition of Paladins for one fit for the luckiest. 50th follower on my Twitch channel, so make sure you follow me on Twitch there, um, and you might win that free beta key. Uh, the beta key will be free for now, and it will be uh, between this month and April. 
that I will still have the beta key available for one lucky fan. Uh, also, make sure you go to my sponsored uh, company, uh, Catalyst Mints, catalystmints.com. That's the same mints that T-Pain even adores, Catalyst Mints, which gives you more active energy, more freshness, less sugar. You can go to catalystmints.com or you can go to my website, link through my page, and check out catalystmints.com. Of course, proceeds for Catalyst Mints will go to this podcast as well as my streaming channel on Twitch. Uh, also, as for conventions coming up, and a marathon may be a possibility. I believe March 31st at the BGSU Bowling, Bowling Green State University campus. I hopefully will be attending there. If so, I will let you guys know, of course, as always. Uh, I will be there for a limited engagement. No shooting will be there happening. But I'll be there just frequently as a guest. So if you see me, say hi, take a picture. Let me know how you think of the podcast and all my streaming of that. Colossicon, however which will be in June of this year, as always, and will be there at the uh, Kalahari Water Park Resort and, and Hotel Resorts in Sandusky, Ohio. You will catch me and my boy Mark there. If things go well with this podcast, we might I might be even considering doing an episode live at Colossicon. Uh, if so, if we can get that happening, guys, that we can get that happening. We still got a few months to go. Otherwise, we can always do an aftermath after Colossicon. Don't worry. I will also hopefully doing a vlog as well at Colossicon too if the podcast doesn't come through. So don't worry, guys. We have all this time to get that prepared. Uh, but make sure you tell your friends and such of it. I might even get probably see if I can get a guest or two from every convention. Um, aside from that, but me and Mark will definitely be there. So if you like our podcast, let us know about it as well. Um, also, make sure you go to my uh, other pages including my shop, which I'll have some of my merch, as well as some of the lovely prints of ladies that I have shot throughout the years, including Zombie Bit Me, uh, Shea Marie, my friend Liddy, and, of course, Scully in Space as well. You can go to my store located at drymedia.com. Check it out. Get a few 11 by 15 signed by the lovely ladies there. I will be having more as well, too. Pre-orders are still available if you have not gotten that yet. Uh, my good friend Marissa, I will have a new print for her soon. Also, Sour Magazine, issue 18, volume 1, is available in online now. You can definitely go online to there. You can go to Sour Magazine on Facebook. Check them out there and pre and order your copy. I am, a I am located in the issue. Uh, I believe I am on pages 77 and the last two. Uh, Shout-outs to Morgan Jean and Ariel Barchow. Who are the lovely ladies that I have shot within those issues? Definitely kick those out. At least twenty-three dollars, I think, for the digital copy for the physical copies, or seven bucks for a digital copy as well. As well, if you buy the issues and you catch me at Colossicon or any other conventions, feel free to say hi and ask for me to sign them. I don't have no problem signing them if you want to. Uh, as well, I will be hopefully doing another submission soon. Um, also, you can go to Dry Media, my Dry website, to order my alumnus issue. Which issue one is still available. I still have a few copies left. Um, I'm thinking about also giving away a, a copy signed by yours truly in the future. That might be coming soon. And I may be still doing issue two. I was supposed to do issue two last year in the summer. But it never came out. I may still put out that second issue. So we'll see how that goes. Um, also in the future, what we might uh, a few things that... Might be happening future on this podcast. We will be having some guests on the show once we get a clear state name of who we are and a state of 
where we're going to shoot our podcast and record in some cases. Cause consistency. We're still, yeah, consistency. Once we get the consistency and this podcast ball rolling, we will definitely have a uh, de- uh, uh, guest on the show. We're looking at bigger names. Don't worry. I have the networking of the making that happen from uh, hopefully cosplayers, models, a few of my friends in the music world, and so on and so forth. Uh, we will be on the brawl rolling of getting that soon. So trust me, it's in the process coming soon. Um, aside from that, um, I think... I could even get some DJs on here if you need. Yeah, we're, we're, de- we're, de- don't worry, we're, we're, we're definitely going to have that happen. Like I said, we're, we're, it won't just be me and, my, me and Mark here just doing all the chatterboxing, believe me. Because, um, <laughs> uh, like I said, we, we're getting this ball rolling. I'm making sure that this podcast... Uh, goes off better on the right foot compared to what we did before because uh, like I said before the ill-fated red black and red and black cat show was my test run to see how I can do when it comes to the world of podcast and when it comes to the Yoku Masaki show we're going to make sure this goes off going on the right foot so with that being said ladies and gentlemen that is it for today's episode I am the cat-eared extraordinaire my boy Mark on the other end Thank you guys for listening so much. Hopefully Thank you we, much. Yeah, we will be back on another episode soon. Hopefully we'll try to make it at least once a week. If not, you will catch us when you know when you'll catch us. Believe me, we will have a schedule soon. But till then, guys, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a good night. And as always, later days.